0: Welcome back to another edition of Hoopology. I'm your host, Storm Jenkins. Episode 9, Week 4 of the 2020 Playoffs. Let's get started. First, we're going to talk about poll results from last week. We'll talk about the Lakers and Houston series. We'll preview the Boston Heat series and also talk about the Clippers and Nuggets series. Let's get started with the poll results. Everybody voted for Markeith Morris and Eric Gordon is all for showing up and showing out for last week on the West Side. Everyone voted for a Lakers-Clippers final. Hmm, that might be a little in jeopardy right now. And no one voted for a Celtics-Toronto game seven, but here we are. First, let's talk about the Lakers-Houston series. So the Lakers are back in the in the Western Conference finals since 2010. They beat the Houston Rockets. 119-96 to was the final. The Lakers got some great bench production and also good production from Danny Green, had 14 points, Kuzma had 17, and Marquise Morris had 16. And they learned some really good, valuable lessons with this Houston series that they could go smaller, um, which they did. And Marquise Morris really brought in some great, as well as Caruso, Rondo, Kuzma all came off the bench and did some things and took a lot of pressure off of Braun and AD. And they were really, after losing that first game, they were able to adapt and then brought brought back their transition offense, which they have made that a staple for their whole season. So that really helped out a lot and should continue to show them that they can switch it up and, and do some different matchups, you know, predicated by of course whoever their opponent may be either the Clippers or the Nuggets. And Houston, give them some credit. They they made the Lakers change their whole like lineup with getting rid of Javille McGee and Dwight Howard and going smaller. And they, they did out rebound, you know, the Lakers in the first game. That's helped predicate that game one win. But things just kind of didn't click after that. Russ was definitely inconsistent in the series and James was too for some extent and you you live by the three you die by the three. Threes definitely weren't falling but they were in you know up until probably this last game they were in it for for a lot of times coming back from behind and closing those gaps but they just couldn't couldn't get over that hump to finally either take it to overtime or even win uh, at least another game. And with D'Antoni resigning, this really there's a lot of questions, you know, in in, in Rockets Rockets land uh, for for this offseason if they're going to keep this team together, will they start to break it up? Who would they even be able to trade other than Harden or, or, or Russ at this point? What What is a good coach to walk into this microball situation? They don't have a lot of pieces to really be that flexible. So, th- you know, things should be interesting on the offseason with, with the Houston, Houston Rockets for sure. Let's switch gears and go on to the Boston and Heat series uh, preview for tonight's Eastern Conference final. They're meeting for the first time since 2012 that's amazing um you know that they haven't played each other since 2012 you know boston they they have the experience they've they've gone to the eastern conference finals several times in the last few years and the young guns jalen brown and um jason tatum definitely you know have some great playoff tested experience the 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 big thing should be, you know, who's going to control the tempo and who's going to play, you know, the better, I think, defense or or who's going to make the better amount of threes. So Boston is best in the second quarter during these playoffs and they're their most improved team defensively for, for the playoffs, allowing almost five points fewer. And they're 6-2 and two when leading by double digits and they're 2-1 and one after trailing double digits. Where on the Heat side they are the best fourth quarter team and the Heat's playing best. Actually they're three and oh when they play behind and they're eight and one when leading by double digits. Which, you know, just they are the hottest team in the Heat uh, right now. But they haven't been as battle tested as, as Boston. They had two pretty easy series the Heat did uh with with Indiana and then even with the number one seed with, with Milwaukee versus Boston who, you know, handled the Sixers pretty well with with the sweep and then they definitely were tested with Toronto I mean they 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 were almost up 3-0 though for Toronto before they were able to turn that around because of that last second three um, by Anobi so they definitely have some better testing you know and their record shows that you know they have been able to dig deep and And make make things happen uh, when they needed to, so is it Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? I think Campbell Walker is a huge part of you know keys to this series for the Celtic side, and for the heat side, you know will the young guns uh, continue to shoot well from the outside? Will they force uh, you know the Celtics into foul trouble they 've won the both series really well. By you know forcing fouls and, and winning a lot of their points on on the foul line, Jimmy buckets. I never count him out. This is what he's been waiting and hoping for, and he worked so hard to get there this year. The whole heat, you know, Bam Adebayo and and Tice, their matchup. I, I would also put a little asterisk towards, and the X factor, Gordon Hayward. Is he going to come back? You know, at some point during this the during the series. I mean, he's he's out for tonight's game for sure. And I'm not sure, you know, how that's going to work as far as upsetting the Celtics chemistry right now. Not to say that they wouldn't, you know, welcome Gordon's contributions, but they've been playing pretty well without him. And so I'm not sure what type of, you know, what what type of help he's going to have against the Heat. It's all about matchups. I think it's both are very well coached. This one is going to be. I would say it would go down to seven. That's that's my prediction that this will go to seven, but we'll see after the f- first game to see kind of like who who is controlling the tempo, who's who's better on the defense, and if if those threes are falling. So finally, Clippers Nuggets. I don't think anybody had this on our bingo card for going to game seven, uh, for sure. But this is twenty twenty, so anything goes. For the Clippers side, it seems like whatever adjective you want to use, chemistry, trust, cohesion, they only played 8 games with their with their lineup that they have now in the in the regular season. They they didn't play that many games during the bubble because of various other reasons and instances. So, I think individually they have what it takes to make it to the Western Conference Finals, but for some reason, but they don't have that cohesion. They're playing very individual ball right now, and they're not getting the production from both of their uh, six men of the year, whether it's Harrell or Lou, or Lou Williams, they're not getting that same production and that same level that they were getting during the regular season or even during you know, different stretches. They get off to a great start, and then they falter really badly (laughs) so it's very it's very easy to you know get up on a good lead and then start to kind of ease out of you know taking your taking your foot off the gas a bit but the Nuggets they they are battle tested they are cohesive they've been playing together they've gone to game sevens last year and this year You, you know they they were down 19 and you know and then in 22 minutes left, and, and they came back. Jo, Jokic, Murray, Harris, Porter Jr., they're all, you know, making buckets. They're all making contributions, and they're all clicking. So it's just a matter of, and they're also playing defense. So it's just a really matter of if the Clippers can somehow, you know, bring it together, you know, in, in the end and keep a steady pace Or will the Nuggets, you know, I don't know if the Nuggets can dig themselves out yet again. I think that is a question to be seen. But, you know, the Lakers are waiting. And so we shall see if they can, you know, um, if they're going to get the Clippers, which everybody pretty much marked on their their scorecard, you know, game one, night one of the season to, to meet in the Western Conference Finals. Or will it be the upset Nuggets? I don't know. But it should be interesting to see. For poll questions, uh, who will make the finals? This is a big one. I'm I'm guessing my vote is for Boston and the Lakers. I would love to see a rematch of 2008-2010 um, series um, for them to meet in the finals. But You let me know, and then we're going to have a write-in for who showed up and showed out for the East Finals and who showed up and showed out for the West Finals. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in and voting. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm your host, Storm Jenkins, for Hoopology. I'll check you out next week. Lots to talk about. Enjoy the games, everyone.